Welcome back, skyscrapers. All right, today we brought on one of our business partners and friends, Mr. David Stover. DJ, though, he doesn't like debut. So DJ's here with us. Of course, Yarden is here as well. In the building. We've known DJ for quite some time. Uh, we started working with him back in 2010, right? Right yeah. then, 2011. Yeah, 2010. So we've known DJ for quite some time. So we're going to sort of dig in on a topic today of teamwork. But uh, first, we're going to talk about sort of how DJ sort of got his start sort of from his sort of in his life that sort of got into this training standpoint. Yeah, let's, DJ has a, I think, like most people, uh, we never know the whole story. And, uh, you know, if you were just, if you're just focusing on the fun playlist and the eccentric footwear and all those things, then I think you would miss an important and essential part um, of who DJ is and why he can add value as a teammate. Um, I really believe he's the best teammate that we have um, currently um, for a variety of reasons. But before we dig into that, like Marty said, let's just talk about you, DJ. Um, this training thing, how'd you start training? How long have you been training, number one, first? Uh, you guys have known me for as long as I've been a trainer. Right? Right? We all started Perfect. together at uh, Urban Active. So that was my first training job. So you guys have pretty much seen the maturity and growth of, uh, of my training career. Okay, not that much. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a great trainer. Uh, but I mean, we all have our unique uh, stories on how we got into the business. Um, you know, I, I grew up playing some, some sports. I excelled a little bit at, at golf. I played uh, golf for Penn State uh, when I was uh, attending there. But, you know, it's interesting. I, my education background was in IST, Information Science Technology. So that's what's actually my uh, degree is in, my bachelor's degree. Um, so I actually worked for IBM as a uh, security consultant mm. for a couple of years. I was a mobile employee. Um, mobile, what does that mean? Like you're I got to re work remotely. So my first, as soon as I got out of college, I found three friends and we moved to Florida, Miami. So, <laughs> okay, right. So uh, Good I don't know how I got here. So I was actually doing pretty well out of college. Um, but I worked from home, right? And I was by myself all day, every day. Uh, I worked with them for about three years, and I never met my boss. She lived in California. Uh, I never, I met just very few, like a handful or less of other coworkers, IBM coworkers. Um, so I just quickly like became very isolated, and I was probably not a good teammate or enjoyed teamwork as much because I was just by myself all day every day. And as long as you got your job done, um, there was no complaints and. You know, I'm a responsible person, so I always got my, my stuff done. I started to develop, like, I wanted, like, a challenge, and I thought, I got real into physical fitness at that point, right? So, at, growing up, I was a little bit overweight kid. Um, I was never, like, super thin or super athletic. In college, I started to get into running, got into fitness a little bit, and then my passion definitely started to develop when I worked from home. I had all these, like, in-home gadgets, uh, so I'd, like, be working out in between doing work at home. Uh, got a trainer myself actually, 
because uh, I was making that IBM bank back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. The, the discretionary income yeah. there. Good for you. So, what was I your trainer's in... name? Do you remember your trainer? Who, who... <sighs> no, he looked like Billy Blanks. So. It looked like Billy Blanks. Yeah. Okay. And he was boxing, so he got me into boxing. Gotcha. All right. Um, Fair enough. So that's where that seed. Shout was. out to DJ's trainer to get him, yeah. you know, got him to lit that fire underneath his butt. He doesn't remember your name, but. Right. It's a shame I don't, because he was he was a good motivator. Great. He was high energy. Great. But you know, they did a mistake. I only bought like a ten pack or a twelve pack, uh, right? Okay. Uh, so he got the fire started, but he wasn't. After a while, I, I became pretty self proficient, um, and I, I always liked doing different things. And again, I got into running. I was living in Florida, so obviously it's warm year round. I'd go like run on the beach. I like would go run a half marathon by myself on the beach. Mm. Um, 13 whole 13 whole miles Yeah, it's a lot It feels like 26 in the sand <laughs> oh, Now shoes or no shoes in the No sand. shoes, you'd be proud There, there you go That's what I'm talking about yes. Where's that guy? Probably my shoes were never stronger <laughs> We gotta bring that DJ back Well, if I lived at the beach, you would Okay, oh, shape training Miami <laughs> um, So I got real into, into fitness I would run every morning I would work out throughout the day I would go run to the gym at night Train with my trainer And then run home Man like so that was actually I was I got super fit got really really thin um and then I just moved back to Pittsburgh because a long story with the roommates and lived with two girls and it just wasn't for me okay. <laughs> they had three four cats in between them oh it was too much um, and I thought I missed Pittsburgh right because I didn't make a lot of friends when I worked from home by myself I'd go down to the pool in the middle of the day and I was by myself all day every day pretty much you needed a dog back then. Yeah. Yes. Where's Bruno then, huh? Right. <laughs> Shout out to Bruno. <laughs> um, so I'll speed up the story a little bit, but move back to Pittsburgh. Um, I thought I wanted a physical challenge. I looked into uh, different branches of the military. Uh, the Air Force was giving out good bonuses. They had the best um, uh, budget, and they most aligned with... I was still working for IBM at the time, and it got me a high-level security clearance. So I started off in communications, computer operations in the Air Force. Um, so I went to basic training, despite everyone thinking I was crazy. My dad thought it was a bad decision because I had a good job with IBM. Now, how old are you at this time? I was about 23, 24. Okay. 24. Uh, so I went to basic training. Um, tough experience. That definitely, you know, today's topic, maybe we'll get into it a little bit here later, but definitely formed uh, how I view teamwork and why it's so important. Um, went to tech school, came back to Pittsburgh, knew a desk job wasn't for me, so I went back to school, used some GI benefit money, went to a school called MPTI, National Personal Trainer Institute, in Orlando, Florida, went back to Florida. <laughs> Again, got super fit, because I would, we worked out in the morning, you, <clears throat> you know, you trained uh, your classmates and then they trained you mm. in the afternoon was your anatomy and physiology and then I'd go to CrossFit in the evening I was still running doing half marathons stuff like that um, that's actually when I ran my full marathon I did the Air Force marathon was my first one mm. right about that time um, but then Pittsburgh brought me back because it was my home base the Pittsburgh 9-11th up by the airport Mm. Um, applied for a couple different jobs. I can't believe, in retrospect, I applied to like, Planet Fitness. I didn't know any better. <laughs> I was like, okay. But uh, luckily, uh, aced the interview with uh, Urban Active because he just gave me 10 minutes. He's like, he gave me Sean Spindler. He's like, kill this guy. And uh, I did a decent job. Terry Summers interview? Yes. Terry yes. Summers. Yeah. yeah. T Sums. All so right. I owe a lot to him, I guess, and introduced me to you guys. Okay, good. So, 
I want to back up to one thing and then we're going to get on to this uh, to our main topic because but I didn't want to miss this um, so when you were moving from IBM to the Air Force and then to personal training people have thoughts and opinions and directions that they think you should go um, and I think it it sounds like you made it quote unquote already that you know uh, that work-life balance that nine to five that you know sort of that job with benefits you made it already like what number one what how did you feel about their opinions about it and why you know why why move on from that because yeah, I mean your dad is a, a strong influence in life in your mm-hmm. life I would assume right yes sir um so you know dad says what are you doing? You got a good job. It got benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, what, you're going in the Air Force. And then I'm sure he had a similar conversation with you when you told him you're going to be a personal trainer. For sure. Uh, he definitely struggled with the idea of giving up security and, you know, what you're supposed to do. And it was, you know, a good job by most people's standards. I just didn't have a passion for it. I lose interest in it. And then, you know, I just... I definitely had a a realization like if you want to be successful in something you have to have a passion or a deep interest or some type of motivation Um, and I just definitely didn't find that working from home by myself um, in the IT world Um, I through the the fitness but then also you know the Air Force like the teamwork I enjoyed working in the group dynamic and then having influence on other people's lives I think what's interesting about you DJ if with, with you know, I didn't really know at the extent I knew the, you know, what you did, but I didn't, under, I didn't really I get it until now that you actually worked at literally by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think what these skyscrapers have to also understand is that you're an only child as well, too. And it's funny that you sort of take one of the things that motivating you is that, man, I didn't want to do all these things by myself. Mm-hmm. I, I like the group dynamic. I like being, you know, part of a team, and it, which is interesting for someone. Or maybe it's not interesting. Maybe it's something that you were seeking. I don't know. I'm sort of talking. But, um, you know, as an only child, to, to look and see and have that um, viewpoint sort of is interesting. So you're almost going from, you're going from zero to 100 real quick, as Drake would say. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I definitely, as an only child, liked doing things by myself, was used to doing things, being self-reliant, but uh, I think it's maybe a little bit of the competitive part Mm. that uh, work well with others in a healthy competitive environment, because I'm never, like, putting anyone down, but I know I I work harder if someone else is working hard next to me, and I don't like anyone to outwork, out-effort me. Mm. So if you're by yourself, you know, I... I guess I, I maybe I don't, and I realize that about myself. I don't have a ton of internal drive, but if I'm in a group environment, I want to make sure that I'm carrying my weight. I'm, you know, one of the leaders or va- most valued people of a group. How do you think the military helped you, you know, sort of find that and develop that skill? Because I would imagine, I mean, I, I know from reading books and things like that, it, you are very dependent on other people and their skill set and their, you know, how they think, how they act. Yeah, so the Air Force, I mean, I don't want everyone to go into the military, but it is a very valuable experience that I think, that I just truly do wish, like, everyone could at least, like, watch it or um, experience for themselves. Maybe like, just go into basic training? Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> that part, right? And again, I always tell people, like, 
I don't regret it, but I would never want to do it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. um, it was tough. Um, because they do try to strip you of a lot of your individualism, right? As soon as you get there, they give you all the same clothes, they shave your head. Like, <clears throat> individualism is not necessarily uh, appreciated or recognized in the military. Right. But leadership and teamwork is. Mm. Um, and one, like, story or example that I think best emph- emphasizes that is, you know, it's crazy when I tell people this, we have, like, these locker inspections, right? Um, and you ha- your locker had to be the, exactly the way they wanted. It was actually crazy. Even, like, your uh, toiletries, you had, like, a little drawer. And they had to be perfect every time. So we, like, got into this thing where, you're, like, you wouldn't even use those toiletries. Those right. are just for display, for inspection. You would hide the other ones underneath your drawer. And then, like, every thread on your uniform had to be cut. They couldn't have, like, any strings. Had to be perfectly, like... Um, folded exactly they want including their underwear which is a real big pain in the ass we would spend hours just rolling effing underwear (laughs) (laughs) socks had to be perfectly with like this little smile this like u-shaped thing and if it wasn't perfectly they would like pick it up and throw it out so like that was tough because what they're trying to teach you is attention to detail right and consistency Mm -hmm. but you know what's interesting is you know their uh motto is like you have to have your a buddy system or your wingman is the term okay. that they use right and if the person next to you fails you fail Ooh, yes so uh even if you're good at something if you don't help the person next to you right. then the, the whole mission fails right right and that does make sense right i mean and which i want to transition a little bit um and we're i think we're going to continue to wheel back to the military aspect um because it does give insight into who you are and you know, even down to, I almost think like your uniform now, I mean, you're sort of describing some of these things that you're like, oh, I hated that. I'm like, you sort of do some of the same things now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll go back to that. But I think what what is interesting about that um, is with having a business, we rely on each other the same way and understanding that not one person, um, you know, completes the task. And even if you do your task entirely beautifully and everything is great, you know, if the person to your right or your left isn't getting it and you sort of ignore their inability or lack of effort, then it's your, maybe it's more your fault than theirs, which that sort of ultimate sense of accountability to each other and the task, it is a difficult thing for people to understand to realize because, you know, I think typically we're like, well, I did my job and that's all I can do. For sure. The reality is like maybe, Maybe, maybe you could have did more. I don't know. And your task being done means nothing if the person next to you is, is not equipped and or is not motivated to. I mean, just like that, the locker inspection thing back as an example, like, you know, we get into like a system where like, hey, you're good at socks. You do the socks. Hey, you're good at the, the shirts. You do the shirts, right? Right. Um, in the morning, as soon as you woke up, 4.30 in the morning, alarm goes off, blah, blah, blah. You have to like make your bed the perfect, exactly the way they want to. And it was almost physically impossible for you to do your bed by yourself. Mm. You had to have your a wingman or someone help you do it just the way like the, the tucks and the folds you wanted to do. Like you had to have someone pull it on the opposite side. Right. So like it just forced you to work. And then you had to work like in a intense environment because the TIs, the technical instructors would come by, they're yelling at you. It's like total chaos every single morning. <laughs> it was like, it was very stressful. <laughs> but you had to work together, you had to create like a system. And you had like 50 guys, young guys from different parts of the country, mm-hmm. different backgrounds, right. have to work together. 
I didn't like most of them. I mean, it was weird because I was like 24, I was like a little bit more mature, and a lot of them were like right out of high school. Mm. So like I was used to living on my own, doing right. my own thing. Sure. You know, going out with friends when I want, stuff like that. Where they like almost a little bit easier for them because they were just used to coming from living with mom and dad. Right. You had a curfew, blah blah blah. Because um, a lot of times the instructor would like yell at me, and I would like. I don't want to do that. Why? That's not the best way to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that wasn't the point. It was just this is the a system that we have to follow procedures. Right. That, we have procedures. Stand, you have to SOP, follow. SOP, right? Standing yeah. operating procedure. Yeah. There right. you go. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in the end, it's like what what's wrong with that? So let's talk about uh, let's define teamwork, right? Let's define it. And I, and I wrote down the definition of teamwork: the combined action of a group of people, especially when effective and efficient. Right, so the combined action of a group of people. I think, let's talk about that. And let's talk about that in the sense of uh, shape training and um, where, let's talk about how you started, right? And then if we can start, we'll start getting into just our group dynamic and where you fit in and uh, you know, how, you know, I think Marty and I could probably speak more about how um, how your teammate teamwork um, helps us, but talk, Talk to us about how you, you know, tell us the story, how, we, how you started. I mean, we know, but they don't know. Um, and So I was uh, working at X Shady Side, uh, just doing my own thing. Had a, you know, good <clears throat> group of uh, clients, um, but definitely knew I wasn't growing or getting better. I was, had a lot of freedom to do what I want. The owners there were pretty good to me. Um, and gave me a lot of, a lot of freedom and, and respect. Um, but I knew I wanted something more, um, both just to grow professionally on, also I just can't train, you know, 10, 12, 15 people a day for the rest of my life. Uh, so when you presented the opportunity and, you know, threw out the idea, you know, I always knew I wanted to be part of an ownership group. I knew I wasn't strong enough in so many areas to do it on my own. Um, so I knew I wanted to be part of a team. I knew that you were a good leader. Um, and that you would not let anything fail. So I always tell people, like, oh, you took a big chance. Yeah, but, like, if a group of people always, like, put their best efforts, then good things are going to happen. And I didn't know how successful it would be, but I knew we would get by and things would work out, especially when I knew, like, Marty was on board um, and stuff like that. So even when we did those boot camps in the park, not getting paid for it, just trying to fit it in between our schedule and, you know, just using whatever equipment that we had and calling people up that we knew to come, you know, I knew that would be like the foundation for something. Um, and then we like started visiting other places, started to get momentum, get more excited. Um, and then when we found the location here and we talked about it using the ping pong table. <laughs> tell, tell people that story. I don't think I've ever actually gone over that story. No, we have not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's great because DJ, DJ actually came with me. Yeah. Because usually I tell stories and it's just me there, so people probably think that I'm exaggerating things. I think but... maybe we referenced the ping pong table. Yeah, time, but I don't think we, we don't know the, the, back, so the whole tell, story. Tell them the whole thing, DJ. This is great. This is so, <laughs> you know, we're in the, this building that they call the Cube, and it's hard to picture, you know, what you see today to how it was back then. Uh, we have pictures on Facebook if you want to look up in the archives. It does make you appreciate, you know, how far that we come. But, you know, we walked in here. It used to be a gymnasium, a middle school? Maybe? Yeah, Gym- it was a, a charter school. school yeah, a charter like school. Um, so there's, like, padding on the wall, basketball hoop. And then they just had this ping pong table in the middle. And, uh, you know, the, the management group here is, like, kind of give us a tour. And they're... 
telling us like <clears throat> not totally taking us serious as far as like you know our vision and you know what we think it can become and uh they're like yeah we're gonna use this space for a recreational area for for other employees in the building you know so if you guys want to work around that <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, we want to pay you money. <laughs> we're like going to have a piece of turf in here and like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 people in here at a time. So uh, I just don't think that he appreciated how serious that we were at the time. Right. And we like to joke about it because where we are now, because that same management group, you know, is like, holy crap, you guys are killing it. Right. They love us. They love us here, which is great. And, and, and you know, things always have their origin, but... You know, I thought that that that's always a really funny story. I know I'll remember that yeah. forever. You know, he, I, they were like giving us, well, you can come and train from like three to five, yeah. and then maybe you can store your equipment in the back. back yeah. out make, make sure you don't for lunchtime, yeah. right? Because people really want that ping pong table. And I was like, yeah, but nobody's paying you for the space. <laughs> can we just pay you a month for the space? Um, but you know, I think it speaks to it does speak to people valuing what a team of people can do. Um, maybe DJ and I together didn't look as uh, formidable, formidable <laughs> as, or imposing as we needed to uh, to make the initial impression, but... Probably wearing tights and a headband. <laughs> 100%. I think we were both probably wearing tights. Not, I wasn't wearing a headband, though. I don't do that. Uh, but, Just tights, guys? That's weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> <I'm taking> serious. <laughs> Under the shorts, Mike. Under the shorts. But, uh, all right, good. So, well... Getting back into the, you know, into shape training is, so you knew Marty, you knew, you knew me, um, but you didn't know, and you, I guess you knew Sarah a little bit, um, you didn't know James, um, so talk about that, and, and, and adding new teammates and uh, meshing well with them, you know, how's that experience been for you, number one, and then what's just your thoughts on that in general, and, you know, maybe how people can look at because I think one thing you said before also too is that you didn't really necessarily like your um, your teammates in the Air Force, mm-hmm. but you still guys got things accomplished, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying you don't like us. I don't know. I don't know if you do, <laughs> but um, just talk on that and hey, meeting new people and understanding where you fit in, just personality-wise, and what it has to do with actually getting work accomplished. Uh, yeah, so I definitely had like confidence and respect in, in you guys. Uh, James was obviously a big personality as soon as you meet him. Um, he probably took a little while to mesh with him just to understand and appreciate uh, what motivates him and and his background. I think, you know, as as our team has grown, the best thing to do is is kind of put your ego to the side, but still be confident, right? And and still have like a strong will, but be accommodable. And uh, I think that's probably one of the best things I'm at is doing thoughtful things for other people, uh, being reliable, being consistent, and that's what I look for in my teammates. Um, and to be a good teammate, like, I think you just have to have, like, <clears throat> I think, I knew James and you guys were always in it, I thought, for the long haul, right? Right. And as long as we consistently work towards the group effort, and we each had our individual strengths that would make that happen, I think poor teammates are people that are like short-sighted, want instant gratification, instant notification, stuff like that, or recognition. Um, but I, I, I just was always pretty confident at each level. So you said earlier 
you said teamwork and leadership mm-hmm. in the same sentence. Yes, right. I think those they go hand in hand because even though you know so we have our different roles here, sometimes we got to step up because you're in charge of certain things. And how do you think your leadership has developed, and how do you apply that on a day-to-day basis when now you have so many sort of coaches working for you and you have to get things done? Because I've you know I've, I've seen you develop here. So how do you, what do you how do you think you've developed something? Uh, I don't think leadership was something that I ha- was strong as I grew up, right? I was never, like, team captain of anything. Um, I will say, like, in college, you know, we the IST program that I was in, we, we had a lot of group work, right? And so I always enjoyed the group work and was always, again, consistent, reliable, and always willing to step up when needed. But it's not like I want to be in the front of the pack. Um, but in the military, you know, I was a, um, a crossing guard, and you have to run in front of everybody, because I was faster at the time than everybody. Okay, sure. And then, as an older person, I was uh, automatically a higher rank, so they always gave me more responsibility, mm-hmm. because I was a little bit older. Um, and so, but I definitely don't think leadership is something that I naturally comes to me. Uh, definitely in the past four years here at Shape Training, um, definitely embraced it a little bit more, um, especially with like, now that I'm one of the oldest people here, <laughs> used to be one of the youngest, but uh, definitely the, one of the oldest people is, you can see the gray hair in my beard. Uh, Great beard, by the way. Amen. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's really coming in. Um, is is kind of taking a mentorship or a leadership mm-hmm. role to help others, because now that I have been in the training game for a while, I do have a lot more like knowledge and experience and, and skills with athletes or clients that I can I can share. And I do remember back in my like first couple years as a trainer, like I would sit there behind the desk and like write down exercises I saw other coaches do and like just for ideas and stuff and 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 uh, but now like I actually kinda enjoy talking with the other coaches and sharing you know, knowledge on either exercise or mobility or, or whatever it is. Right. Because right. yeah, there's not much that can replace experience the, on, on the battlefield, right, in the trenches stuff. That yeah, no matter how smart or skilled you are, like, like experience makes a big difference. Because if you've seen it before, you at least know how you're going to feel, right? Feelings drive us, you know. Um, I know people only started talking about their feelings when Drake had that song, was it got me in my feelings, right? <laughs> but however... The reality is, is that we're the only beings on this earth, anyway, that really are driven by our feelings, right? Other animals are a computer. They put the numbers in, check, 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 this operation comes out, right? That's why it's very easy to train your dog, right? Because he's, he needs food, and if you're going to give him food to do X, Y, or Z, he's going to do that every single time, right? Mm-hmm. Humans, on the other hand, does not work that way. For some reason, we can't get those things. We will let, we will starve because we're angry, mm-hmm. you know? Um, which another animal would never do that, right? So, but it also, it, it's also the thing that moves us forward why we can build buildings and build a business and all these things. It, 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 there are feelings that, that push it. So um, knowing where, where to place your feelings though within a team is always difficult. And I think, you know, with, uh, in my experience with you, DJ, has been that you are so committed and uh, uh, responsible like I never when when we have some tasks to hand out 
I count, you're one of the people I counted as done before it's there. So I'm like, if we got to call 50 people, I'm like, well, we're starting at 50 because DJ is going to call 50. That's how I know. Now, the thing that I always have to worry about is if you call your 50 and like, I only call 35 is how you're going to deal with Mika only calling 35. And that is the dynamic of being a good teammate that sometimes we don't think about is number one, do I get upset? You know, and the answer is yes or no, maybe, right? But then what do I do with that feeling of, you know, being upset? Do I talk behind a person's back or or do I fly off the handle? Or or like you said, service is the is the one thing that I think um, that I know you and I have worked on, you know, tremendously over the over the last four years. It's like, hey, you know who you are, you know you're gonna get things done. In the end, the best way you can help somebody is to actually help them, you know. But you do have to be, you know, forceful and say, hey, man, Yard Nine, I really appreciate you only calling 35 people when we said 50. However, if you got 10 minutes, I'll help you make those last 15 calls. And, you know, for me, in my, in, in, in my world, just watching you grow over the last four years, that has been the area where you've improved is understanding where to take your skill and your talent, but not allow your feelings to stop you from helping other people in the areas where you're strong. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So, I think, like I said, I think that's been where you've, uh, where you've grown the most. As far, and, that, and that's, in the end, that's leadership. You know, I'm, I'm currently like finishing up this book, but but this, the first thing that I say that I, is important as a leader is service. That's the first thing. If you can't find a way to be an asset to people, you like almost don't deserve to be on a team or call yourself a leader, right? Because a lot of times people think leaders are the ones that, I don't know, get all the credit or are the best at everything. That reminds me, like, the Air Force does have a great motto and, like, integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all you do. And if everyone just lived by that, we'd be okay, okay, right? (laughs) We would be okay. I think some people, too, think, you know, leaders are sort of born that way. Mm -hmm. And it is definitely a continued learned skill as you you know as we talk about as you get experience yeah. as you get education as you deal with these things and things you have to you know backtrack with and figure out a solution right. to and all those different things so right and I'll, I'll tell you this you know for everybody is that you know what we're what our you know company right now is really 100% about beyond giving people um, a place an atmosphere a situation in general where they can feel accomplished and I think that's the most important part as far as when we're talking about our clients or our athletes but really the company is about you know getting a group of people together that and developing all these skills that people are not willing to develop you know not that they can't not that they like it because and, and I thought of this Marty because you said hey leaders aren't born and they're not because I think if you look at each each and every one of us I you know like, if you would have met me when I was 8 or 9 or 10 or 15 years old, you would never think that I would be doing this. My dad says to me all the time, like, you're up there talking. He's like, I couldn't get four words out of you. And I'm like, I know, I was saving them all up. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, what I realized is being in being a good teammate was if I have ideas and if I spend time, because I'm a person that spends time in the background, you know. Um, I play football with people, a lot of 
people don't realize, my wife knows, is I used to get up four or five o'clock in the morning, go run steps in the gym when nobody was there, all this stuff. So I got better at things behind the scenes. I didn't tell anybody because I'm just out here. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm like, I want to do it really, really well. That's it for myself so I can go to sleep at night. But still happened if you didn't put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still even if you didn't put such it on And that's crazy. And it's the way it is now. Like we do things in the background, but then you have to find a way to share. And that's where I've grown is understanding that, okay, it's not just about me, again, doing my responsibility and being like, hey, well, you know, I'm doing what I can. It's, listen, I gotta be able to share that with people and share it at an intensity that people are going to listen, which means sometimes it's uncomfortable for me. You know, I get in, I mean, the joke is I'll tell anybody anything, but I was not always that way. I think I've just learned that, uh, you know, if we don't do that, um, then, you know, I, that's the hard part of being a teammate is saying, hey, what you're doing is not good enough for what we're trying to get accomplished and the story period. You got to fix it. For sure. You know, um, and that's what we're trying to build here, you know, as, you know, as a company with people, um, with the, uh, our group of five right now. Um, understanding that we can become better leaders, but more importantly, better teammates. Let's let's read one more thing here. Um, teamwork divides the task and multiplies the success, right? So I love that because that's, again, this is what, uh, this, is what this whole thing is about. So talk to me about what you are looking forward to um, with Shape Training and then for yourself too. I mean, we don't know what you're, you know, what DJ's gonna do beyond, you know, what you're doing here um, with Shape. But, Let's talk about shape first, though. What what multiplies success do you um, see for for yourself with shape training, and then outside? Well, I think as a group, if we like continue just moving forward as a group, then like our success will take care of itself, and it's just going to get bigger and better. Um, definitely want to get better as as a leader, or just my area of expertise, like creating some you know better systems in place. So not as just reliant on myself, like helping. I definitely struggle and want to get better at like helping others do something as well as I think I can. Right. That makes sense. Right. Or better. Or better. Even better. better. Yes, yeah. exactly. Even better. Good. And then what about, like, again, we know you love shape. You're the, you're the most shaped out person we have here. Um, this guy has flip-flop, shaped flip-flops, <laughs> which is great. I mean, flip-flops aren't great for you to start, yeah. but but they look good. Um, but let's talk about Beyond Shape. Like, what's next for you, man? Or, or what's coming up? Or what's going to happen, you know, outside of shape for you that we, that people should know and they, you know, maybe you're excited about or looking forward to? I mean, I'm just excited to see where uh, Bruno and I will go. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno's his new dog, by the way. Yeah. Love this dog. Loves the dog, which is good. Yeah. I love my dog, too, but my dog's not it. Instagram nearly as much as Bruno. No, should be though. Yes. No, obviously, uh, <laughs> uh, my fiance Shali is a is a big part of my life, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean she has like all these aspirations to travel and and right. you know see the world, blah blah blah, that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I do like to travel and do stuff, but I guess every time I do leave, mm -hmm. even if it's just for a short amount of time, I feel like I'm missing out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I got some FOMO. FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, but I mean, like personally, like you know, she she's really into like getting a house and stuff. So we want to save for that, but that's not gonna happen unless we open up three more gyms. So, 
So let's that make means it, get, it, get it your memberships, people. That's, <laughs> That's what it means. Right. Get your memberships. Okay. Okay. So you, it sounds like you, you know, you uh, are really, in, you know, invested in um, in your life partner. Um, which is where I think where we mo- most of us are. So that's completely understandable. And Shally is very intimidating. So, <laughs> um, oh, how, how tall is Shally? Shally about 4'10", 4'11". 4'11 uh, and a half. 4'11 and heels. a half. Yes. And but she does have a strong personality for, for a little body. And she absolutely. does have a, a big heart. I've never met anyone that would that loves me more or do anything for me without any questions. 100%. Shally is... I think the best thing uh, to happen with DJ lines him up really well, and it, and, and we'll continue to keep him on, you know, on track from buying sneakers every two weeks. No wonder <laughs> you're her favorite. <laughs> get her a damn license. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get her to drive. Drive, you know. Well, that's for another podcast, conquering <laughs> fears. But uh, all right, DJ, let's let's wrap this up this way. Let's talk about. Um, the specific difficulty and how you look at it when it comes to um, dealing with uh, a difficulty, man. When, and when I say difficult, maybe someone that you don't feel like you're ever going to be able to work well with, but they're part of your team, you know, until they're not. But because I, and where's why I'm asking this because. You know, I have my clients, and and for as long as I've been training, I always hear people sort of talking about how their their performance or their team's performance or X, Y, and Z, their marriage or whatever, is like just being held back because of this one person. And I'm always interested to know, like, you know, how I can help the person understand how to get you know, how to motivate that, that other person or get them to shit or get off the pot. That's my thing. But tell me how you feel about it. We can maybe all three of us expand on it. But with a difficult teammate, with someone you just, you're pretty sure it's not going to cut it. Um, what's your thought on that? And like, how do you, how do you process that in your mind? And how are you sleeping at night knowing you got to go and see that person the next day? Uh, I mean, I think I'm kind of an empathetic person when it comes to that as far as, like, understanding that everyone has their strengths, their difficulties that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. What I value is maybe not something that, that they value or their training style is different than my training style or personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I can confidently, like, work with anybody either just by finding common ground in something, anything. Right. Um, now, the motivation part, I, I probably struggle with. I rely probably on you and Marty to, to help on that or like see how <clears throat> you know how you guys um, I don't know overcome that or deal with that with with our teammates and then after you say it, I was like oh man that makes so much sense I wish I should have done that like that <laughs> right, right right I guess right. it's just hard for me to like what? I do internally think like why can't you just do it? <laughs> Someone tells you to do something, just, just do, do it. it. And I think that probably does come from the military, no doubt. Like, don't ask a lot of questions, just do it. Because as long as you believe in the in the end process is like good intentions, and and, and you need it to be to accomplish the mission. Like, uh, I guess that's how I look at it. Right. Right. I mean, one one solution that I always have with with teammates that I don't feel like are going to cut it, even if I because. 
even if I think, you know what, this person may not be here in two months, right? Or, or, or I don't know if this person's gonna make it to the end with us, right? The way I look at it is, there's always, I, okay, so championship, championships work in, in, in a very like linear way. And, and, and there's a reason why, you know, LeBron James is always in a NBA Finals. And there's a reason why you know, the Patriots are always gonna be in or near or almost in the Super Bowl every year. And the Spurs are the same way, you know. And like the Spurs are having a bad year this year, but I'm 100% sure by the end of this year they'll figure it out. And there'll be at least a player in there in the mix, right? And you can go on and on. Floyd Mayweather is always, because they don't skip any step, never. Doesn't matter what happens, they just do it. So you think, all right, well, how did they get somebody who is not like that to, to fall in? To fall in line and I think what happens and what I see is that they allow people to be the way, who they are and then meet them meet them there and just say and then compromise say and, and sometimes it's not a verbal comp- compromise by the way either it's sometimes people need attention and you have to see that so you have to you as the person as the leader has to go and give attention before you ask for something or sometimes the person needs uh, support and you have to go give the support before you ask for something, right? And it's just exchange of currency that we're doing all the time. And when, when people don't feel like they're getting something in return, whether you, you not, it, what you think doesn't matter. And I learned this with kids actually. It's what you think does not matter because it's about the exchange of currency for them. Mm-hmm. Probably they're the basic human life form that we have, right? They're like, you're not giving me enough love. And you have to, even though you're like, listen, hey, I just told you to get up off the ground. Like, you don't, we don't, I don't need to give you a hug before this. And that's what you would think. But if you know that your particular child is like that, you give them a hug first. And then you go, by the way, don't do that again. But you're allowed to tell them that now that you gave them a hug or a high five or whatever it is, right? But so it's really about like really paying attention to the person. And going, even though I don't think that they're going to be on my team, I do care about them as a person. And while they are here, I'd like to know a little bit more about them. I want to know why it's a little difficult for them to get here or get there. And because I always think that, hey, things work themselves out. If you were meant to be here, you ain't going to be here. It's just the way it is. Because things get too difficult, you know. And I think one of the things we always say is like, hey, let's just keep on working. And like... You give it. You put people in a position. Either it's good enough for them to stay, or it's too good for them. Sorry, it's good enough. It's too good for them to leave, or too much for them to. Too then they pressure. have to go. And too much pressure. Then they have to go. Right. But everything's all good. They can't say anything. Like I didn't. You weren't treated bad here. It's just like you know what. They're on a different level. Like they're doing too much for me. But like I'm out of here. Or, man, I see the effort that these people are putting in. Trying to help me even though I'm screwing this up. You know what? I'm going to flip the script a little bit. Whether And then you just have to be committed whether it takes them eight months or eight years. Um, you know, and that's a hard thing. I mean, the duration is probably tough for people. I think you have to, like you said, each individual person is different, right? And you have to be a chameleon and sort yeah. of, right, change to each person and their moves, right? Maybe it's, like you said, you give them some attention before you tell them what to do and I you know I think about teammates I've had um and you know maybe they don't you know they're 
maybe a little louder than I am and right mm-hmm. they're a little more obnoxious but you can see that like they could benefit the team if they could focus that energy the right way and they're not like you know yelling at the other team but if they were putting that energy positively right so and when I have someone like that like hype them up a little bit like I'll get on their side but I'll push them into the positive direction right. I'll have the same energy as them but I'll push it the way I want it to right into that positive direction instead of like you know yelling at the other team or whatever that whatever the case right. may be um, so popular word right now is dichotomy mm-hmm. right dichotomy yeah. of leadership good book great book so you have to you have to go a little bit this way or a little bit that way because some people are going to le- need more micromanaged and some people need a little bit more freedom. So it's really going to be dependent on the person and it may even just be dependent on the day. Like you said, you got to care enough to get to know them a little bit so they feel that and then chances are you'll get what you need out of them if they, if they sense that and feel that. I think one other thing that I do that helps me become either a good teammate or I guess likable is... If I do something for someone, I don't expect anything in return. Oh, uh, yes. If I That's help great. someone with a class, program a class, or if I help you move or whatever, I don't expect you to do it in return. And right. I think people sometimes maybe either recognize that or appreciate that. Um, and I, I would rather help someone out than someone help me. That's a great way to end it is because that goes back to service. You know, and you don't uh, you don't serve in order to get. You just serve to give. That's it. Um, so I think in the end, I think we can wrap up and say that teamwork and being a good teammate really starts with what with who you are and how and how you're willing um, to help your teammates um, improve. You know where they are in their landscape, and then allowing them to do the same for you. So in the end, we're all. Um, roles or titles mean nothing it is the end it's the end process right we want to win a game no matter and no matter how long it takes by the way too sometimes people will be a good teammate until they lose that first game and you go well what were you doing it for right it's as, as long as it takes eight months or eight years doesn't matter or heck down by 10 points after the first quarter and right you're giving up. And then you're giving up right so it does not matter and even if we lose that game like we all decided we're going to be because the decision is way more important than the, than the, uh, than the results. Or the pro, you know, or, and that, again, that's why I like LeBron James, because he really doesn't care. I could see it in his face. He really doesn't care if he wins a championship. What he cares about is if he can make his teammates better, and he actually goes home and feels good that he makes his teammates better, and he could care less what Stephen A. Smith is saying about him <laughs> um, on first take or, or whatever those shows are. But um, we're going to hope that we can all... Be like LeBron James, a little bit like Michael Jordan too. He wanted the Ronald Championships as well too. He wasn't that bad of a teammate. All right, well guys, listen, skyscrapers, it's always great. Um, DJ, we appreciate you being on on time, on task with us um, today. Um, please share this episode, um, skyscrapers. Please be on the lookout. We have a lot of things coming up here. Um, we're looking at opening date for our gym at East Liberty first week of February we're looking at February 1st as an open day we're going to have so many things coming up um, through your airwaves social media email some mailers all that all that type of jazz so please keep us in mind Um, don't ignore us and you know share us with your friends have a good day guys all right skyscrapers out
Google Pixel. All right, here on episode 13 of Skyscrapers, we have our main guy here, David Stover. That's DJ for most of, uh, as far as most of you guys know him. And what we're talking about is teamwork. And we also, we also started talking about um, leadership, which is, all, which is also, I think, a sort of touchy and uh, uh, complex part of teamwork. But in the end, what we really dived into is DJ's military back background um, and also some of his personal life and understanding why he is such a good team teammate and who we believe is actually the best teammate here on our shape training team so please listen in it's a great episode and we'll see you soon <laughs>